This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. I want to cruise through, uh, and I'd like to be done in 15 minutes. If God gave you a blank check, what would you write down? We've been through this. If you've been here every week, you know what the answer is. Uh, It's not a brand new jet ski. That's what I wrote down the first time somebody asked me that question. And I'm so glad. Um, You know, that thing would be 25 years old. Who would want a 25-year-old jet ski? Uh, Not me. But we, we pray that we learn through Solomon that we want to choose wisdom. And we ask ourselves, is this a wise thing to do? And we learned also a few weeks ago that greatness is not primarily a matter of circumstances. You know, a lot of times like, oh, I, I, how come, you know, you find yourself in a situation, I just have this bad luck. And sometimes it is, you know, sometimes that tree just falls on your car. Okay. But a lot of times, yeah, your house. Uh, But a lot of times our circumstances are based on decisions that we make. And so it's not greatness in what we're talking about, how to be great in the kingdom of God, how to uh, meet what God has designed for us to live out, to to meet that that finish line, to make that finish line. And greatness in that is uh, that we want to glorify Jesus in our fullness that he designed us for. So Solomon, somebody in the audience did that to me. Uh, Solomon, and that's a great joke, because I've done that to somebody else. A pastor would get up there with his phone, and I called him, and, and somebody just got me back. So Solomon cho- chose wisdom. So one of the things that we need to ask is, what is the wise thing to do? The last thing we need to say is, can we afford it? That's, that's, just because you afford it doesn't mean it is a wise thing to do. Uh, let's move on. Esther chose sacrifice. Esther, Queen Esther, chose sacrifice. And so she is important, and she gave us an example of, and yeah, I want to make sure I have the right, the right page here. Great by choice, by integrity. Who chose integrity? Remember last week I stumbled on it. Help me out. Joseph, Yes. He chose integrity. So many times he was tempted, and he chose integrity. He did the right thing, and we went over the steps of the importance of choosing integrity right away. Then we talked about courage and Deborah, and we talked about great people of courage. But courage is not something that just happens to you. It doesn't just like one day you wake up and you find Greatness by choosing courage it just doesn't happen. It's something you choose to do. When someone chooses to stand up in front of an audience to speak the truth, he's making choices. Again, this is about being great by the cho- uh, choices we make. And so some people, like Deborah, chooses courage. And you remember last week we talked about crossing this bridge, and so many times we we so paralyzed by fear. Fear, we talked about tithing, or fear of witnessing, or fear of stepping out by faith, and maybe God has called you into the ministry, but you're afraid. I've been 
in every of those circumstances. I was afraid to tithe for many years. I was afraid to answer the call of ministry. I was afraid to, to be a witness. And I allowed fear to dictate my, my life. And I needed to find faith and courage in order to meet on the other side where God wanted me to live. And so many times we don't live where God wants us to live because we allow fear or lack of courage from fulfilling God's plan. Fear of maybe living more frugally, fear of so many things keeps us from fulfilling uh, and meeting up God's uh, design for us. Last Last week I talked to you about why I cut my hair and why I for so many years I covered it. I lived in fear, and then one day God challenged me to deal with it, so he asked me to cut my hair. And if you didn't pick up on it last week, this is important. It's called accountability. will help us to walk across that bridge. Because when the Lord told me to cut my hair, you remember the story, I stood up and I told the audience, my college students, that the Lord told me to do this. Because I know that I am a coward by nature. And then I can convince myself I didn't really hear the Lord. And if I didn't tell anybody to hold me accountable, then I'm most likely guessing based on knowing myself, I would not have cut my hair. I would have convinced myself it was something else. It was the pizza from from Papa John's or probably Domino's or Hungry Howie's that would have messed with my insides. And I would have thought, no, that's, that can't be God. But I stood up and I said, hold me accountable. Hold me accountable. There's a time the Lord told me to do open air preaching. Hold me. I stood up and told him, hold me accountable. And maybe there's something the Lord is calling you to do, but you haven't told anybody. I still think you're being friends with fear. Share it with someone. The Lord told me to no longer walk in fear, that he wants me to give a dollar a week. Will you hold me accountable to that? A dollar a week. Can you, and, and you tell someone, and then they'll hold you accountable. Or you, we could go on and on. But listen, you're never going to experience the other side unless you begin to walk in faith and courage. But today we want to talk about the choice of discipline. And the Bible character that I can think of, one of the best Bible characters I can think of for discipline is Daniel. Many of us know the story of Daniel in the lion's den. But it's important because Daniel's situation was not easy. As we don't have time to go over the whole story, but you can look it up in the book of Daniel. But really, the, the people were gathered up and brought into this other kingdom that was not a godly kingdom. And then, even then, they began to pull in the choice people. And Daniel gets swept up and pulled in to a kingdom, a culture that not is not his, and he is being assimilated. This Nebuchadnezzar kingdom did not want to destroy these Israelites that they took. They wanted to assimilate them, and it reminds me of many college students, right? We, we get our best college Christian students, and they come to a, a university, and, you know, hey, we'll let you have your Bible study. We'll let you have your Christian group. Hey, but don't take it too far and begin to challenge and and maybe uh, massage and manipulate our students to begin to assimilate to an ungodly culture. 
They did not want to annihilate. They wanted to assimilate. And so Daniel, we're going to see in Daniel chapter 1, if you could turn your Bibles and read with me. Daniel chapter 1, verse 3 says, Then king, then the king ordered the chief of his court officials to bring some of the Israelites from the royal family and nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, and show an aptitude of every kind of learning. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine for them from the king's table, and they were trained for three years, and after that they would enter the king's service. And so Daniel was picked, and he was chosen, and guess what happened to Daniel? He began to find success. He began to move up the chain of command. And before you know it, he was in charge. In chapter 6, it, let's move on quickly. Verse 1, Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king chose Daniel and two other as administrators to supervise the high office and protect the king's interest. So Daniel was immediately uh, propelled into a very a prominent position. And he was set up to be second in, in command over all of Babylon. Look what it says here. Let's continue to read in chapter 6. Then the other administrators of high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. They wanted to find fault with Daniel. Now, we don't have time because we already did the whole Daniel uh, Bible series, but I wonder what they would say about us. Could our co-workers find fault in us at work? Well, with Daniel, they couldn't. They couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn him. It says in verse 4, he was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Completely trustworthy. So they came up with this plan to, to get Daniel to succumb to pressure. And the only way they can come up with this plan uh, to get him to, to bow his knee is they knew that he was a religious man. But I want you to notice what Daniel chose to do. Daniel chose discipline. Verse 10, chapter 10, when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and he knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. Excuse me, verse 10 of chapter 6. With its windows open toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times. Let me read that again. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. You know, people always ask, you know, what are you going to do if you only have, you know, two weeks to live? Daniel, what are you going to do if you only have a, a, a week to live? You know what he did? He went back to do what he normally would do. I remember there was a quote similar to that. I think it was with Charles Wesley, about if Charles Wesley was given, you know, what would he do if he only had one week to live? And I remember thinking, well, I would try to do this, and I would try to do that, and I would try to do this. But I think it was Charles Wesley said, I'll just do what I've always done. And so I began to manage my life where, you know what, if I only had one month to live, I pray that I don't have to catch up trying to spend time with my wife. I wouldn't have to try to catch up to spend time with my children or my grandchildren. But Daniel chose discipline with his spiritual disciplines. This is a choice. If you want to be great and, and receive and, and fulfill God's command for your life, 
We have to make the right choices. It doesn't just happen. I know look at you, if you guys are looking at my physique, this doesn't just happen. It takes work. I told my brother I was working out, and he goes, yeah, working out like this? This takes work. Daniel made the choice to maintain spiritual discipline. Discipline is what? Is exerting the self-imposed order on your life needed to do what you would naturally, what not naturally get done. Discipline. Daniel was disciplined in reaching and doing what God had called him to do in order to fulfill what God had ordained in his life. Discipline. We live in a world that we don't like discipline. We want things without discipline. You know, we want to put that belt on around our waist and and watch the fat just go away. I've been intrigued by that uh, late night infomercial. You know, we want to take a pill to to get rid of uh, the cholesterol in our life. All my examples are about me, aren't they? You know, uh, we want to do this. We want something quick, but we don't want discipline. Discipline is exerting the self-imposed order on your life needed to do what would not naturally get done. Daniel did not leave, I love this quote, Daniel did not leave his spiritual life up to chance. You know, we sang that song, you know, uh, about going around the walls and the walls still haven't fallen. Well, how, how is that person, spiritual person, going to survive the storms of life? When all of a sudden things don't fall the way you would think they would. I believe it's because you are disciplined in your spiritual disciplines. And that because of those things, they're not an end in themselves. You have a relationship with God and you begin to live a life of trust and faith in God. Even though the circumstances are not that great. I could tell you hundreds of people. You, Agnes, I see her here, but she, we have common friends from the campus ministry. And she and I could point to people that were really strong in their faith early on in their life, but have fallen away. And I understand the circumstances change, but it's potentially because of lack of spiritual discipline. Daniel did not leave his spiritual life up to chance. One of the things here is that some of the best athletes that I've seen, some of the best athletes and some of the savviest business people never make it to the next level. Why? Because of lack of discipline. Lack of discipline. Daniel was disciplined. It says right here, it told us right there, that but when Daniel learned that his circumstances were about to change, that his life was going to get tough, He went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. And Daniel does not leave his spiritual life up to circumstances. He made a choice. Uh, You may not know this famous golfer, but there was a famous golfer named Gary Player. Anybody know Gary Player? Only us older folks do. Tiger Woods. It doesn't matter who I pick. It's a professional golfer. They're going to tell you the same thing. But this is a story about Gary Player. He overheard someone, I wish I could hit like that, Gary Player. 
And that one day, Gary, the, the golfer, was having a bad day, and he heard it again. I wish I could hit like him. And he got mad, and he stormed up to the, the person, the onlooker. is like, hey, man, if you want to hit like me, you don't have to wish it. Just come out tomorrow morning with me and be willing to hit 1,000 golf balls at 5 o'clock in the morning. And when your hands are hurting or bleeding, you go into the clubhouse and you patch it up and then come with me in the afternoon and hit another 1,000 balls. So you don't have to, it's not going to just happen, basically is what he's saying. It takes discipline. You know, one of the things I remember hearing about Michael Jordan is that he would show up before, uh, way before the game would start, and he would take foul shots, over and over, shots, three-pointers. I remember hearing that about Larry Bird. You probably hear about all the great ones. It works. You have to work hard with your disciplines. It doesn't just happen. A couple of weeks ago, I told you about the, the pilot um, that landed in the Hudson. It didn't, you know, that's a, they called a miracle on, on Hudson. Solomon, Captain Sullenberger. That didn't just happen. If I was flying the plane and landed on the Hudson, that's a miracle. But the captain kept doing the right thing. He was disciplined in his craft. And then when the circumstances of birds hitting the engines, he knew what to do because of his discipline. And we're not going to leave. I pray that we would never leave our spiritual disciplines to chance. That all of a sudden a circumstances comes and, and then you're going to try to Bend your knee and, and say, Lord, help me. It's tough. We need to do that every day. We need to read our scriptures and pray and fast and all those things of the spiritual disciplines. I think of, I, Dr. Heidi's not here, but uh, Christopher, I imagine you can just, let me just guess that. Have you ever seen Dr. Heidi play uh, the piano? It's phenomenal. Now, I've seen a lot of good piano players, and because Dr. Heidi would invite me to one of her students' recital, and I would go, I'm like, eh, it's good. Not that I wasn't impressed. It was just, to me, all the, um, all the recitals I went to for this uh, performance piano, they all seemed to be about the same. Very good. But then I got to see Dr. Heidi, and I went to see her at a concert, and she played this piece. It, to me, it seemed like it was 30 minutes long. It probably wasn't that long, but close to it. And I was amazed of her stamina, the, 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 the capacity to play the way she did for such a long period of time. That was what was amazing to me. And you know how that happened? She didn't just show up on a, on a Sunday afternoon at Bradfordville Road Baptist at the Tallahassee, you know, uh, symphony, orchestra, choir thing. I don't even know what it was. It didn't just happen. She practices every single day. You would think a person like her, she wouldn't have to practice. Because she's so much better than her students. So much better. You could, she could just relax and not practice. But then one day she's going to be called up to that event or this event, and they're asking her to play this piece. She can do it. Discipline. Spiritual. You don't just leave it up to chance. Apparently, Dr. Heidi, one more Dr. Heidi story she told me is that it was very obvious, obvious when someone wasn't practicing and they showed up. 
to be tested. It's obvious when someone doesn't practice discipline when it's time for the test. Piano playing is one of those things you just can't fake it, you know. Sometimes you've taken a written test, you could just pick the right enough of trues and faults and get it. And you, hey, I got an 85. How'd that happen by chance? You cannot do that with certain things. Daniel ordered his life. And in order to order his life, he began to pray. It wasn't so much that he had a pattern or he had a place is that he had a connection with God. The disciplines allowed him to have a connection with God. Daniel lived a different life. He didn't leave his spiritual life up to chance. And so in a minute, I'm going to ask you, where are you in your disciplines and your spiritual disciplines? Are you letting things crowd out your times with the Lord? Are you willing to allow the hurriness of life? Are you willing to say, you know what, I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to love a neighbor. I don't have time to invite someone over to my house to show the love of Christ. And it's typically because we're so Overwhelmed with the hurriedness of life. I challenged you a few weeks ago that maybe something has to change. Let me finish here. If your family is important to you, then take time to spend with your family. One thing I absolutely love about the, our church and our elders, our elders are the best ever. There was a season in my life, about five years ago, I would miss church every four or five weeks, four weeks. And the church was cool with it. Elders were cool with it. Because I was traveling with my two sons um, to travel soccer. This church group of leaders believes that in family and that they knew that um, it was important as a pastor to be a good father and that his father would be able to spend time with his children And there were times where I had to go to Atlanta and I couldn't come back on time for church because they believed in family. So if I I believe in family, then I have to be disciplined in spending time with my family, my wife. We could say that about anything. But this church, this church leadership just believes in family. So you have to take time and discipline your life. It says in... Verse uh, 3, that Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all other administrators in high office because Daniel's great ability. Daniel had a great ability, I believe, because of his discipline. Let me move on. Solomon, as we finish, chose what? He chose wisdom. He faced poverty and he became wealthy. Now, I want you to follow through with me. Because this may sound like if you do A plus B, you'll get C. And I'm not going to say that. It may look like it in these stories that we've been reading in the Bible, but I'm not saying that. Solomon chose wisdom. What was his fear? He was going to face poverty. And by faith and wisdom, he finds that he's wealthy. 
Esther chose sacrifice. She faced death, but then find herself to be queen. Joseph chose integrity. He faced prison. And later on in the story, we see that he became ruler. Deborah chose courage. She faced death and found victory. She would not let fear dictate the right thing to do. And Daniel chose discipline. What was he facing the den of, uh, of lions and became governor? But there's three big lessons I want us to learn. It's not that just because you do A plus B equals C. Because the, answer, the question I should be, you should be asking is, what is that C? Is it that I want to be king? Is it I want to be a governor? Is it I want to be queen? Or am I going to find riches? And that's not what we're saying here, although it may sound like it. And, I, and I'm not that kind of pastor where I'm giving you false information. The formula that sometimes it's so easy to say, if you do this and this, C's going to happen. The number one thing is that God honors those who honor him. This is what I get from those five characters. That God honors those who honor him. The second thing is, Choosing greatness seldom will you'll find an immediate reward. You know, sometimes you make the right choice, you choose the right discipline, you do all the things and you find yourself still in prison. You still find yourself maybe in debt. You still find that nothing has really changed, but you still chose the right thing to do. So the second thing is that seldom will you find an immediate reward. The third thing is choosing greatness is a choice. It's a choice. It's not the goal. This is where I'm telling you the, the formula changes. Choosing greatness is a choice, but it is not the goal. You should start thinking, what is the goal? Faithfulness is the goal. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, God is going to say, were you, is he going to say, were you successful? Did you reach, are you rich? Are you a person of authority? Solomon's choice for wisdom. Solomon's choice. And asking for wisdom is what made him great. Esther's choice of sacrifice for her people is what made her great. It wasn't that she became queen. Joseph, if he had never gotten out of prison, would still be great because of his choices of integrity. If Deborah would have died in battle... She would still be great because she chose courage. If Daniel had been torn apart in the lion's den, they still would be great because he made, he chose to be faithful. He chose wisdom. He chose all those things that we talked about. He chose discipline. He chose faithfulness. Question I have for us is Are we choosing, making the right choices? But it's not so we can get rich. It's not so we can get positions of power. It's not so we can 
you know, whatever you might think, but it's faithful. Because at the end of the day, what does it say in Matthew 25? Well done, good and successful person. Well done, good and faithful. I pray that we would begin to make choices that would honor God. And at the end of the day, even if it doesn't work out the way you say it should, still faithful. You know, last week we talked about this, and I'm finishing this. There was a missionary who just died. Just died. In the world, unsuccessful. Was killed during ministry. Unsuccessful. Didn't, you know, maybe didn't see any converts. But in God's economy, that missionary is faithful. He will get his just reward. And she will get her just reward. So as we wrap up this little series of great by choices, remember, well done, good and faithful servant. It's the choices we make. And I pray that Mosaic Church will choose greatness. And that greatness is a result of faithfulness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for the power that you give us in order to make those right choices at the end so we can be faithful to your word, to you. If there's anyone here that maybe say, Pastor Mark, can you pray for me? Uh, There's a lot of areas in my life or one area in my life that I definitely need discipline. Everybody's eyes closed, head bowed. Just raise your hand, amen, hands all over the place. I'm raising my hand too. You can put your hands down. Heavenly Father, we pray right now for a supernatural understanding of your word. And Lord, that we would begin, we would begin to live a life of greatness according to your word. Not this culture, not society, but your word. And Lord, that I pray that for discipline, and that we wouldn't leave our spiritual life up to chance. Lord, we would be disciplined. And at the end of the day, Father, I pray that we would be faithful to you, faithful to your word. We say thank you, Father. Thank you for empowering us. Lord, help us to be accountable to one another. Let us not be afraid to be accountable. We love you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurchtlh.com.